Hey everyone, and welcome back to the First Act Podcast. This is part three of using digital marketing to engage your audience with Lorena Garcia Wahabi. Listen in as we dig into Lorena's unique path breaking into marketing and how she worked with such groundbreaking companies as Primary Wave and XX Artists. If you are curious about how to forge your own career as a music marketing expert, this is an episode you won't want to miss. And now, hosted by Harry G, this is your one-stop shop for hot talk straight from the top. Whether you're trying to build a job in pop, rock, or any other artsy schlock, here's your top dog with info that can't be bought, it's gotta be sought. So sit back, crack a six-pack, because we're about to chit-chat and rip facts. It's the First Act Podcast. Can you talk a little bit about what that process is like coming into a company, having a little bit of experience already in in digital marketing, in music, maybe from a nonprofit perspective, but then coming into a new role and, you know, obviously not wanting to step on anyone's toes and, you know, learn the process, but also bring that experience to the point where they see all this extra value that they want to say, you know, let's reward Lorena and give her a management position. Yeah, I think it does have to do with leadership. My boss at Primary Wave, he's great at what he does and the whole digital marketing space and looking out for opportunities for the catalogs that they look over at the company. And I think his approach was very much like hands-off, but the ability to kind of check in and make sure that I was supported. So depending on which artists I was working on, there were always different demands and the types of work that I was doing. But I always felt like I had kind of this stable environment to make sure that if I did have any questions, I was able to find the answers. So again, I think my style of work was very much in tune and in line for this role because I am able to collaborate, but I'm also able to figure things out on my own, or at least I try to. So some things, once you kind of get into the rhythm of understanding what a touring campaign entails and a music release campaign entails, you can always understand the basics. And then as time goes on, there are new digital marketing channels and new partners that you can kind of bring in. But I think at first I was definitely trying to establish what I've already learned, apply it to my role and really make sure that I was just trying to do the best that I could with the talents that I had. And I guess it ended up working because I was there for a bit of time. <laughs> they liked you. Well, you got a second promotion after that, right? Into a third role as a senior manager. I did. Yeah, that was my last position when I was there. And, you know, I think that I was doing a lot of the same things that I was doing as a manager, but I was really craving the ability to assist others that were also coming up. And so I felt that once I got to that senior manager position, collaborating and helping younger talent. Uh, Definitely there was opportunities there, but the role that I'm in now is more in tune with what I was trying to kind of strive for, which now I'm leading like a team of six people, which is amazing. And I'm very thankful for that. But yeah, I felt like I've, I've been there, done that. I've accomplished a lot for myself, my own internal goals. While I was at Primary Wave, amazing experience from the staff to the artists to the managers. It was overall an amazing experience. And I'm so thankful that I was able to work there for the amount of time that I did. 
Well, everyone that I've spoken with at Primary Wave really loved you there. And I think that your presence is missed. Oh. At least from what I've been able to gather. <laughs> I, I miss them too. I miss them too. So obviously you had a graceful exit and you really <laughs> provided value. Now let's let's talk a little bit about XX artists. So why don't you yeah. tell the audience what XX artists is and how you would define your role within this company? Absolutely. So XX Artist is a LA-based social media marketing company started by Kyle Coons. They've grown from a very small, intimate company to now having close to, I believe, 100 employees, which is amazing, me being one of them. As an agency, this is also a big difference. Right before I was in-house, now I'm in an agency where the ability to collaborate with different departments and see how we can service our clients in many different ways is amazing. So whether it's the design department, who's super talented, the audience engagement department, which is what I'm leading to the different types of accounts. You could work on a brand account, you could work on a talent account, but I truly believe that they are revolutionary in the space of going after clientele and brands and truly bringing the best talent and work that we can to make sure that whatever goals are in mind for the clients are not only being surfaced, but being completed, you know, and making sure that we leave the talent or the brand better than where they were at the beginning. And I've only been there since November, but I, I really, it's amazing to kind of see the work that they are putting out and continue to do so in 2022. That's excellent. It sounds like this is a really good fit. It's a really good next step for your career, given your experience. How has it been? I know that a lot of your previous experience is nonprofit and Primary Wave was really like your first for-profit role. We'll say like a first like official for-profit role yeah. in the industry. How has this whole transition been for you? Yeah, I think it's been such a, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind in the sense that it came at a time when I was very much feeling fulfilled at my last position and to change the direction of my career, because now also I'm working in the brand services side. So that's also a change in career. So it's not only a new company, but also the type of clientele that I'm servicing. So the change unexpectedly, I think, helped me realize a little bit of the imposter syndrome that I was feeling. And I didn't really recognize that until this week. So I was like, oh, well, great. I'll bring it up with Harrison because I didn't realize why I was putting so much pressure on myself. And we're not just saying like, I got to do good, but like to the point where I have to overanalyze every conversation I'm having with people, triple check the work that I'm doing and also being down on myself for any little mistakes that I would make. And, you know, I was looking it up and I was like, oh my gosh, I totally have imposter syndrome. And it's not saying that I'm not capable. It's more of an internal thing of, when you are exposed to something new and especially the responsibility that I am given, it very much your brain, and, and I'm probably not going to have the scientific words to explain it, but from what I understand is that your brain is processing this new environment. And so when things are new, you kind of don't have much to grab onto to be like, yes, I know exactly what I'm doing and I'm 
the expert at what I am and the, in the craft that I am working on, you know? So once I called it out in myself, my perspective has changed, but I was suffering with that for a little bit because everything was so new. And thankfully I have an amazing team that there wasn't anything necessarily serious going on. It was very much an internal struggle, but struggle it was for sure. Right. Imposter syndrome is so real. I think whenever you step into a new role, like exactly what you were describing, when it's a bit of a new environment and it's not exactly kind of like what you were doing before, it's like a little bit, maybe 25% of it is kind of like what you were doing before, but then 75 is, is a learning curve. And you're like, okay, they threw me into this position. And then you sort of forget they believe in you mm-hmm. and that you're capable of it. Then you deserve that position. And then you, it's very easy for mental health is such a real thing. It's very easy to get overwhelmed, get very down on yourself, put all this sort of pressure on yourself. And and I see this, sometimes we talk about it on the episodes, but sometimes we talk about it outside of the episode where it's like, oh, you know, I didn't really feel comfortable sharing this. But I, I really commend you for sharing that with everyone because it's so true and it's so real. And this is not something that only Lorena is experiencing. This is something that happens, I think, whenever you reach sort of like a pivotal moment in your career. And it's it probably happens a few times in your career. Yeah. I don't know if I can do this, but you can totally do it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's the shaping your mindset. Yeah, and I love that you said kind of like that they chose you because I think part of the imposter syndrome is like not wanting to be called out on it by someone else, you know, like they're going to find me out type of thing. And it's like, they already know. Like you, you, <laughs> you already did the interview process. You met with four different people. Like it, it, this is no secret. They know where you were. They chose you for a reason. And I think that's also reassuring, but it is very, it can definitely freeze you in your tracks and can become sabotaging if you don't address it like I did literally this week. And it helped me calm down because if you start thinking in these kind of crazy ways, it will affect your work. It will affect how you show up every day. I think that it will affect your mental health first. And then your health and your mental health and your state of mind is so much more important than whatever job you're doing. Because if the state of your mind is not where it needs to be, yeah. You need to fix that first. And then you can thrive in your work environment. You can thrive in your personal environment and, you yeah. know, whatever else you're striving to do. I think it's great that you addressed it because that is that's the most important. And then, you know, putting together a little plan of attack, we would say. Yeah. Especially, you know, the state of our world, right, with the pandemic, there's all these external factors that are affecting people as well. And I don't know if you're working half remote or fully remote like that. That's an additional chain of environment. You know, you start a new role and you could be working remote most of the time or all the time and you don't get to socialize with your colleagues. You don't always know how what people think of the work that you're doing. You only know from a Zoom call. It's a very different sort of work environment that I think a lot of us are adapting to. Whereas a lot of the people who are fresh grads who are a little bit more accustomed, you know, over the last year or year and a half to working remote, that's actually a leg up that they have that maybe they don't realize. Absolutely. And I think that definitely is part of it because as I mentioned before, I'm very much a social person. I feel like I really strive in person conversations and interactions. And a lot of the staff that I met at Primary Wave pre-pandemic, I became really close to like Jordan Moran, who is amazing. 
Sam Sklover. I think about that and I'm like, I wonder if we all would have been as close or have these kinds of relationships if it was something where we met when it was strictly online as it is now. So it's also interesting because XX Artists is filled with amazing young talent, which is the first time. It's kind of similar to the work environment of Amika that I also really liked was that my boss was you know, only a couple years older than me. So it kind of felt a little bit more achievable in some ways. So I think part of that imposter syndrome too, is like with these insecurities of like, I have to now befriend all of these cool people <laughs> and it has to be online. And there's no way that I can do that, right? That pressure of like, uh, I've only been there for two months. Like, chill, Arena. You're not going to be best friends with everybody. Friendships take time. And those other office relationships that I've had in the past, it probably was over like a five month period, a year where you would have those like random happy hours or different meetings where you kind of got to collaborate to really build upon an outside friendship from the work environment. That's great. It's a really good window for everyone who has not yet entered the workforce or is just starting to enter the workforce to hear your perspective on this. And I really appreciate you taking the time to share this with everyone. Absolutely. So Lorena, I wanted to just ask you one quick question before we kind of wrap it up is what is one piece of advice that you would like the listener to leave with from today's conversation? Oh, um, from this week and especially kind of this podcast and, and speaking with you, I think it's just being honest with yourself. And being real and in tune with what you've got going on. Because I think that's the lesson that I keep learning over and over again, whether it was getting fired from National Sawdust or making this decision to move to a new company, to my imposter symptoms that I've been having. It's just being real and open to what is actually going on with your mental health and environment. Because if you're not real with yourself, There's no way to really diagnose or move forward and and create a better life for yourself. So being realistic is everything. And and that's something that you can grant yourself. You don't have to go to someone, pay someone for life advice. You don't have to, you know, take a course. It's just sitting still and being real so that you can take the right next steps to where you want to go. Great. I like that. It's a really good nugget of advice for you to be dropping here. You've dropped so many nuggets today. Thanks so much for your time, especially on a Saturday. Harrison, thank you for having me. This was so much fun. And I appreciate you wanting to hear about my life. Like what? (laughs) No, it's It's great. (laughs) These are the conversations that I wish that I was able to be a fly on the wall when I was like 22, 23, as studying accounting, wanting to work in entertainment. Yeah. Well, amazing. It was awesome to speak with you. Remember, new episodes release every Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific. See you there.